welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one radiant page of Talmud every day. And in today's page, kind of an interesting sort of tension in a discussion about what does this prophetic spirit of the Jewish people really mean? What is it that we're supposed to be doing with this divine burden entrusted to us? Here's a little sample. They said to Hillel, Our teacher, if one forgot and did not bring a knife on the eve of Shabbat and cannot slaughter his Paschal lamb, what is the law? Since he could have brought the knife before Shabbat, he cannot bring it on Shabbat. But what should he do in this situation? He said to them, I once heard this halacha from my teachers, but I have forgotten it. But leave it to the Jewish people. If they are not prophets to whom God has revealed his secrets, they are the sons of prophets and will certainly do the right thing on their own. Talk about trusting your gut. Our guest today, a friend and one of my favorite teachers, someone who sees just one more layer of truth and beauty to the Talmud and everything else. Hello, Shira Talishkin. Hello, Leo. I want you to come around and introduce me anytime I go anywhere. I, I will be very happy to do that. But but tell us, what a way to, you know, mic drop. What a way to go out being like, well, you know, we're prophets. We know the right thing by mystical magic. Tell us what's going on in this incredible little passage. I'm so glad you picked up on this passage for today's daf, today's page of Talmud, because this saying has actually become pretty well known. If we are not prophets, we are the children of prophets, right? And it's this, the idea inherent there is somehow that, I don't know, all of us carry within us uh, this ability to sort of know what to do when an unexpected challenge comes up. It's an interesting way to think about the fact that the Jewish people may be, um, I'm trying to think of what's a better word for it, like sort of have this Jewish soul that enables them to live Jewish lives. And what I think is actually really important in this passage is, well, there's a a couple of things happening. So the lines that you read are the culmination of a longer story where the B'nai B'tayra, the scholars of Jerusalem, wake up one day and they realize they have no idea what they've, it has Mit alma, I think is the word in the Talmud. It's vanished. The knowledge of what to do when Passover falls on Shabbat has vanished from them. We're talking about a world that has an oral tradition where there aren't people are basically walking texts, right? So like, for example, today, if information vanishes from your head, what do you do? You Google it, you look up a book. But what they do is you need to find a person. So all of the scholars of Jerusalem wake up, the information of what to do when Passover falls on Shabbat has vanished. Um, And somebody says there's this guy named Hillel the Babylonian who lives in Babylon and served the great minds of the generation, Shemaya and Avtalon. He'll know what to do. So they go and they get him. And he kind of like rebukes them a little bit. He's, you know, he's like, he tells them what to do in general. And then it's about whether you can give the Passover sacrifice, even when it falls on Shabbat, or if you have to wait until Sunday. And he says, of course you give it. And he says, you know, if you guys hadn't been so lazy, Hillel is a, a figure in the Talmud who's known for his patience and his kindness. There's most of the stories around him talk about his like endurance in the face of true Jewish idiocy and his patience. And here he's talking to the scholars and he says, if you guys hadn't been so lazy and had served the great generations of our mind, you also would have known what to do. And the next thing happens, they say, okay, so we know you're supposed to give the sacrifice. Thank you for answering that. And then they ask the question that you raise. What if somebody forgot to bring the knife? And then there's this, you can't carry a knife on Shabbat. And so, and so what do you do? 
And then what happens is that Hillel says, I was taught this halacha, but I forgot it. And in the broader narrative of the story, it's this very interesting moment of sort of humility where it's like humility that meets hope, right? He says, you know what? I just rebuked you guys for forgetting. And you almost feel like God was kind of trying to give him a humbling moment where he forgot. But he doesn't just say, I don't know. He says, I was taught this halacha, but I forgot it. So I've always appreciated it because there's this like reassurance, like, don't worry. The answer exists. Like somebody knows what to do. I was taught it. We just need to find it. And that's when he says, give it over to the Jewish people. If they are not prophets, they're the children of prophets. And so they go out the next day, he and the scholars, to just see what will happen, right? They've predicted they're the children of prophets. So the question again is, if you forgot to bring the knife to your home, how do you get it from one place to the other without carrying it in the public sphere? So what they go and they see that happens is that anyone who plans to slaughter a sheep that day, they wrap the knife into the wool of the sheep and the sheep then just walks around and carries it. It's also an image that has always stuck with me. It, it always reminds me of the Akeda. The, um, yeah, this is, this, is a, <laughs> this is an evocative one. Right. The binding of Isaac in the book of Genesis where he carries his own slaughtering tools, right? He's carrying the knife. And he, you know, at one point he turns to Abraham and he says, who's this knife for? So there's actually this idea of the sheep carrying the knife wrapped in his wool that is walking to his own slaughter. First off, actually, before I read that, I looked up the passage when they all told me this is what we were reading today. And I actually had forgotten that you're allowed to slaughter a goat for the Passover sacrifice. We always talk about the Paschal lamb. So it was funny to me that a goat was suddenly an option, but they put the knife between the horns of the goat. So there was this kind of really amazing moment where you have Hillel, like all of the scholars of Jerusalem, you have Hillel who served the greatest minds of the generation. Also, I just want to mention that Shmaya and Avtalon, those great minds who Hillel served, are famously descendants of converts, right? Which um, right. I also really think that's interesting in the story where they, you know, it's the the high brass of the Jerusalem scholars who forgot the law and who restores it, but um, converts, right? So. And it seems to me that that there's also kind of a another sublayer that mm. should appeal to us today, right? Because I think so often so many of us feel this kind of, you know, deep anxiety or stress, like we don't know enough, we're not good enough Jews, we don't have enough knowledge. And and here comes, you know, kind of a message from across time telling us, relax, you got this, you know? Mm-hmm. Totally. I think this is like anyone who feels like, foe Jew fear or something should just like tape this line onto your wall, right? If you're not a prophet, you're the child of a prophet, which is just, you have a Jewish soul, you know, whether you're born Jewish or you join the Jewish people later. And it's kind of, I always, you know, it's like what we tell new mothers, like trust your instincts, like you're going to be okay, which is that you know how to just be Jewish in the world because you are Jewish. And sometimes the knowledge is in a book or in the rabbis and you're supposed to look it up and they'll tell you what to do. But if that fails or you don't have it in that moment, just kind of do what you think makes sense in service of keeping that ritual. And I also want to say that I think it's particularly has felt appropriate in these like COVID times where so many Jewish rituals think about, you know, they're like, hey, we don't know what to do when Passover falls on Shabbat. Well, like, what do you do in Passover? falls in the middle of a pandemic. I feel like we've had to see the value of Jewish creativity in recent months. And it's really been the people who leaned into the creativity and kind of 
trusted their instincts in the service of the ritual that have really brought so much meaning. So kudos to anyone who really carries their prophetic ancestry with pride, because I feel like that has really been called upon um, in recent months and probably for the next couple of months as well. Amen to that. Shira Telushkin, thank you so much for being our guest. Thanks for having me. This has been Take One, a production of Tablet Magazine. If you enjoy this show, please go and rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Each week, we'll be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Dafiomi. I'm your host, Leah Liebowitz. Our producer is Josh Cross, and our editor is Paul Ruest. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash take one or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. I hope we've made your day a little bit more Talmudic, and we'll see you again soon.